Generation Why Am I Like This. I'm Casey. I'm Liz. And I'm Alec. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhood. And y'all, it's an extra special week because it's my choice, so it's going to be good. And we're doing That's So Raven. (laughs) This is the future I can see. I'm mad because this is a good show. And so (laughs) I'm mad that you get that uh, happiness. But, you know. (laughs) Wow. So vindictive. I'll take it. I'll take that anger. You're still mad about Fern Goldie. I know. It's fine. We'll never I'm get still over mad it. about Smart House. So I'm glad we're all mad about something right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were still mad about having to watch Halloween Town. <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, I mean, let's just jump into it. Okay. Yeah. And by that, we're... I mean, let's talk about me for a little bit. So I was super. <laughs> I didn't have any so... friends when I was a kid. <laughs> Raven Simone was well, my only friend. I wish. But so I was actually really obsessed with Raven Simone. Learn how to pronounce that because of drag race. Uh, uh, and I was like, I wasn't a huge Cosby fan, but I did like the episode she was in. And so like I watched kind of for her because I thought she was cool. Oh, gosh. She was also in Xenon, which I love. She was in Little Rascals. So I was like just a Raven uh, And fan she was in, in Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Starting in yeah, the second I, season. She's really good. I didn't watch that. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, and I loved her so much. So when they announced that like they were doing a show and she was the lead on Disney Channel, I was already like hard eyes excited. Um, I also, she's the reason why I watched Cheetah Girls. Because <laughs> um, that came out in like 2006 or seven, And I was way too old to be watching it. At the time, I was babysitting for my mom's best friend, and so she had two younger kids, <laughs> and I went over to babysit the night that Cheetah Girls premiered, and I forced them to watch Cheetah Girls because I wanted to watch it. Oh my God. And they were like, hey, do you want to go outside and play something? I was like, no, but do you guys want to watch this movie for a bit? <laughs> we'll just watch the first 10 minutes to see if we like it. If we don't, we'll do anything you guys want. Okay, another 10 minutes. I'm sure it's going to get better. <laughs> Two hours later. So, wait, they didn't like it? Yeah, no, they were not into it at all. And I was here That's like so weird. 17 being like, watch the movie. But That's a Raven. I think it's like a comedic genius. I still love it. I watched a lot of it today because I think it's fun. Um, but what are your guys's like history with the show? Did you watch it at all? Yes, I did. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, I watched it fairly regularly. I would say I've probably seen most of the episodes um it was you know th- this came a little bit after lizzie mcguire right but like wasn't it airing at the same time did they overlap i think there was no. a little bit it, it was okay. uh 2003 to 2007 is when this aired so i think there was a little overlap yeah i mean i watched this and even stevens and like that was kind of my generation of uh disney channel so um yeah i love that so raven i think everybody on the show is really good uh, it had a good uh, balance, I felt like, of the family sitcom thing, but also the school, like high school thing at the same time. Yeah, I just, I love this show. It's great. Yeah, I, uh, I watched it fairly regularly. I probably in the same boat as Liz, I kind of rotated through those few shows. Um, yeah, I really enjoy this show. Oh, also like, give a shout out to like Kim Possible and Proud Family because even though they're animated they were also great Disney shows oh yeah yeah. I like those too both of those also had really good like intro songs yeah and Kyla Pratt's amazing just a shout out to Kyla Pratt I love her I love her so much speaking of some Disney Channel stars in kind of what Liz said too I love this cast I think they're actually extremely talented and pull off really weird scripts and storylines constantly one of the episodes I watched, the whole storyline is that Chelsea has a crush on this guy who has the same name as her dog. <laughs> and that's the issue. <laughs> oh, boy. If only life were that simple. Yeah. Honestly. It was just it was just strange. I was like, this is the dumbest concept, but everyone's pulling off this this thing. I'm, I love them. They're yeah, so I great. forgot how slapsticky the show was until we watched the episode for this podcast. I, yeah, oh. it's so like ridiculous and off the wall. Yeah, a lot of physical comedy in this show, mm-hmm. for sure. So much. Um, which, speaking of Chelsea, she's played by uh, Annalise Vanderpool. 
who was also a Broadway star. We've talked you about You might remember bit. from our Beauty and the Beast or Broadway musical episode. She was yeah. the one who actually could sing the role decently. But she was also, I like to say, because no one knows the show, uh, she was in the musical Vanities, and I liked it. Um, then, That's the shortest you've ever talked about Vanities in your life. It is. It really is. <laughs> I have so much to cover. There's also Orlando Brown, who plays Eddie. He has just fantastic comedic timing. I think yeah. he's great. I love him in this show. He was also in the TV show Two of a Kind, which I also was obsessed with. And it's a Mary-Kate and Ashley TV show. He was like one of their friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that. I like it. The dad on that was super cute. And he also did some like, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of him on stage in his underwear for different productions. I think he did Rocky Horror. They're fun. Oh. They're good. Go look them up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have to say as like a disclaimer before I start this actual like before we go too much further I love Raven Simone like growing up and whatnot I will say throughout the years and being on talk shows and all these things she said some very problematic things um, and hasn't like apologized or anything I would go more in depth but I don't feel like I'm actually qualified to talk about them because it deals with the black community and specific things she said and i don't feel like it's my place to say this black person said bad things about the black community but sure yeah i did just want to say a disclaimer it's out there so people know she there, there are some issues with her um i feel like it should be a general disclaimer for the podcast that almost everything we talk about <laughs> is going to be problematic at some point <laughs> like yeah. hey it's been 20 plus years since any of these people have done this specific thing they probably messed up at some point right Everyone does. So some backstory on the show, which I found kind of interesting. Because I thought that this show was specifically created as a vehicle for Raven Simone. Yeah. And it was not. Oh. The first iteration of the show was actually called The Future is on Me. And the main character's name was Don Baxter. Oh. And then they're like, never mind. That's not great. <laughs> they were like, that doesn't roll off the tongue. I'm sorry. No. And then the second iteration was called Absolutely Psychic. And the main character's name was Rose Baxter. And this is actually what uh, Raven auditioned for. But then after she was cast, they're like, um, we have Raven Simone. We need to change this. Mm-hmm. And so then they changed it to that. So Raven, um, which kind of changed the series in general, because Raven actually auditioned to play Chelsea. Oh, which really? Also like, yeah. So I can see. So they um, they changed a bit of things because they're like, Raven's like perfect for this role, which I, I'm happy about. I love. I love so much. Um. That's a Raven is also the highest rated series on the Disney Channel, the history, like ever. I believe it, yeah. It's great. I think they were the first one to have like over 3 million views for one of their episodes. Wow. Which I was like, good for them. Um, They're also the first Disney Channel show to reach 100 episodes. So before then, we've talked about the past, there was like a cutoff number for all Disney shows. seasons, yeah. Yeah. And so Disney, it's like 56 episodes. And so That's a Raven was the first one to like break that in a long time. Did Hannah Montana? Did Hannah Montana also do a hundred? I think Hannah Montana might be the actual longest running Disney show, okay. and that's so Raven's like right behind it. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. second longest running show. I know that for sure. That's a Raven is also the first Disney Channel series to have a spinoff, and it actually has two. The first one's Cory in the House, which only lasted from two thousand to seven, two thousand eight, I believe, just one year. And then there is the current revival-ish series called Raven's House, which started in twenty seventeen, and it's ongoing. And it's about, like, Raven and Chelsea and Raven's two kids and one of them is psychic. Yeah. But she's actually in the show? Have you watched any of it? I haven't. Okay, I haven't either. It looks... I mean, I kind of wanted to, but... I'm a little worried because I don't know if they got, like, the same writers or, like, showrunner or anything for it. And we'll talk about it more. But the writing on the show, I think, is, like, the biggest asset to it. It's bonkers and I love it. I did want to give a shout out to the theme song. I know we say everything's a bop. Mm-hmm. I love this thing song. Um, and I loved it even more because it's performed by the three main leads of Eddie, Chelsea, and Raven. So, yeah. yeah, which I love. So Raven sings like the lead vocals. Chelsea does this little background thing that's just like, that's so Raven. And it's great. And then Eddie raps in the middle of it. I don't think I knew that at the two. it was the two of the Chelsea and what's his name? Eddie. Yeah, so they did it to, like, hype up the show. So they actually released a music video that I made Alec and Liz watch, and it aired a few months before the actual series came out as a way to, like, hype it up. And I have to say it worked, because <laughs> I was obsessed every time this music video, like, came on. 
even though it's not anything special. <laughs> yeah, like when we watched it, I literally was just like, oh, this music video is like the Sesame Street set. It's just like a generic city with fire <laughs> escapes and bright colors. Okay, but I do love whenever, because she's in heels, and there's a random part where she, like, runs off of a wall to get on top of some boxes to dance on them. And I was like, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like Raven and just a whole bunch of backup dancers, and then Chelsea and Addie are in, like, fire escapes, like, singing at them. And it's great, and I love it. But it it did its job, because I remember, like... I knew exactly like when that's a Raven was coming out because of this music video. Cause it always was accompanied by like, watch that's a Raven airing these dates. And mm. I was like, yes, yes, yes. What, what were your thoughts on the music video list? Uh, I mean, when I started watching it, I made a joke about in the Heights because like, <laughs> on fire escapes, but uh, I mean, you know, I would say it's pretty typical Disney Channel low budget uh, music video where they were like, here's one stage and <laughs> we're gonna dance some on it. Like, the end. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it. I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, they did it. They, did, they yeah. made it happen. <laughs> they sure made a music video. They did something. Yeah. yeah. 2003 me was like, this is the height of performance. <laughs> <laughs> this is art. This is true art. I, I was obsessed. I can't. I mean, yeah, it kind of looks obsessed. like they were like, oh, a high school just did In the Heights. Let's borrow their set. <laughs> and um, we can uh, do our little music video real quick. You know, they did it. That's <laughs> all I could say about it. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the show debuted in January 2003 and it ended November 2007. And I do remember when it premiered, it premiere with four episodes they did like a two-hour special block just for the premiere of that's a raven and i stayed in that night and watched it with my mom (laughs) and i'm i'm pretty sure she was annoyed at first but like we literally were like laughing out loud the whole time because by the end she was singing the theme song word for word yeah, we were together, I like how Casey and I was, was like, like, "I made a decision to stay in that night to watch it. Otherwise, I would have been out with all my friends." But Drag you know, her. I was like, "Do you want to hear something more sad?" Always, sure. I always want to hear something more sad about your life. So, my freshman year of high school, um, since I didn't really have any friends, my mom talked to my my brother Shane into letting me hang out with him and his friends like once a weekend so she would pay for us to go bowling (laughs) so that i would (laughs) hang out with people other than her (laughs) (laughs) she was like i need a night free of casey (laughs) yeah i'm pretty she was like i'm like engaged i'm gonna get married um i have a fiance i would like to spend time with them and not just my son every friday night And I'm like, but that's so Raven airs. (laughs) Mom, it's our show. Come on. (laughs) I will say, though, um, truly, like, I think she was a little like, okay, we'll watch this stupid Disney Channel show. But (laughs) there's one episode that sticks out to me so much from it. And it's called Reptile Raven. And she pretends to be like a... um, a Steve Irwin type person, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, she's wrestling this stuffed snake, and she goes, <laughs> "It could be me arm or me leg." <laughs> and my mom and I would say that to each other all the time, randomly. Oh my god! Now getting to it. If you don't know, even though we've like talked about it so much now, I feel like um, that's a Raven follows a psychic team, a uh, team, a psychic <laughs> teen, and her family and her two best friends. It takes place in San Francisco. I forgot it took place in San Francisco until some of, I saw some of the little cards they put between the scenes. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's just like full house work. <laughs> but better. Um. <laughs> Maybe, probably, yeah. <laughs> I won't argue so, that. Uh, most episodes, the conflict is the exact same, though. Since Raven's a psychic, she sees a vision of the future. And then she tries to stop that vision from happening. But she makes it happen. <laughs> yeah, every time. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And she never learns. She's not like, I'm going to stay out of it. She's like, I'm going to make it worse. (laughs) And it's great. And I love it. I also love there's a trope where she just constantly makes up new characters or pretends to be other people and dresses like obnoxiously. And it works every time. Like Raven Simonier, get Emmys. You need the Emmys (laughs) for this show. (laughs) Everyone talks about what's that one show where the girl is like 12 different people on it. Not United States of Terror. Orphan Black. Raven Simonier could have done it better. (laughs) Oh. 
Shots fired. She could have jumped in. <laughs> And it would have been you amazing. You know what? Don't diss Tatiana like that, okay? Like, I, she's very talented. I will so. say, Raven Simone is a really, really engaging performer, like both on screen, obviously, as her career can attest, but also on stage. Uh, Isaiah and I saw her in Sister Act on Broadway. Yeah, Sister Act. It was like Act. my second visit to New York City, and she was playing Dolores, and she was so good. And we were front, we got rush tickets, and we were like literally front and center. And I just remember when she came out for her bows, of course, she had like a costume change into a big glittery dress just for bows, because that's what you do when you're starring in a Broadway show. And like her tits were about to like bust out of this thing. And she like came downstage to bow and I screamed so loud it scared her. So like she looked at me and was like, oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, I made an impact that day, I guess. I, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Internally jealous. <laughs> So there's there's a lot of standout episodes from the show. It's very hard to pick. Um, one that I think people talk about a lot still, though, is the model episode where she wants to model her own fashion on stage. And then they say that she's too fat, even though she's like a size six. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I also forgot that like she was so interested in fashion in the show because the episode we watched had a lot of like oh, yeah. talk about fashion. They do a good job of like establishing what the characters want early on in the series and kind of sticking to it and like letting it grow. I'm kind of amazed about the writing of this Disney Channel show. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> There's also another episode that I think people talk about a bit where she applies for a job and then she gets turned down. And then Chelsea applies for the same job and then gets it. And then they find out that it's because like the owners are racist and they have like this whole conversation about like racism through it too. Yeah. It's, it's good. I liked it in that show in this show because they keep everything like slapsticky like the tone never changes but they could handle some like heavier topics mm -hmm. which it's good it's fun <laughs> that's all of my like background information do you guys have anything to add to it i mean it's funny because when you described the, uh, each of those episodes you described i was like yep remember that one yeah i remember <laughs> that one uh and also, I just have to say that I love the scene where, in whatever episode it is, I don't remember, but it's, like, stuck in my head for life, is when they have, like, a school teacher's desk, and they're, like, all sitting on it for some reason, and they're riding down the hallway, and then they bust out the school, and they're all on it, and, like, it's, like, yeah. they're, like, freaking out, and they're, like, what? Like, I just, like, always think of that when I think of this show, so. That's so funny. Uh, I... Dev I never really tied this to like a specific era of time in my head, but rewatching this episode last night, it was less like for me, the thing that was the tell was the colors they used in the show, not only in like the clothing, but also in like the wall colors were just like, I was like, oh, yes, this is like 2004 or whatever, like weird browns and like oddly saturated greens and purples. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, I'm glad those times have passed. It kind of felt like, to me, like a 90s theater set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here are leftovers flats. <laughs> like, when, remember when, like, there was people that just loved that, like, chocolate brown and, like, oh teal God. aqua color together? Yeah. Like, uh, That was Why the would moment. You bring that back? That was the moment. <laughs> it was the moment. It's so Raven Simone was the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I do like about this show, too, is that, so Raven's, like, a fashion-y person. Um, and they kind of keep that where she's kind of like on par with people, but slightly elevated. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she like she wears some interesting things, but it, there's never a moment where I'm watching something where I'm like, I would never see a high schooler in this. Like they did like an elevated idea and it's like true to the characters, mm -hmm. but everyone feels like they're still dressing like high schoolers instead of like they're for an editorial magazine. <laughs> Like, honestly, I stopped myself from taking some notes on some of the clothes because I was like, we'll be here all day. Because <laughs> um, honestly, this show is like a nonstop joke machine. And I kept on writing down jokes. And I was like, you're just writing down the whole script. You're just, at this point. Yeah, you, you should just sound like a pirate script online of the whole episode. I know. It'd we're just going to do a reading of it. <laughs> um, so the episode we're going to talk about today is season one, episode 18, uh, titled If I Only Had a Job. If oh, thank you. I'm literally just now getting that whole like when I saw it typed out in the, whatever the document was, I was like, I don't get the name of the title. Yeah, because they're doing yes, the yes, Wizard yes, of yes, Oz, yes, 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 so it's yes, a yes, reference yes, yes, to yes, the yes, Wizard yes, of yes, yes, Oz. Yes. It's both plot lines together. <laughs> thank you. I get it now. Do you get it? <laughs> I do finally. <laughs> so sadly, in this episode, uh, the mother Tanya is out of town, so we don't see her and. Isn't she kind of like the disappeared mom 
like in this show season four she just like the actress left the show yeah and they just don't replace her yeah she went to law school like in london is her storyline yeah weird and then she's also not in the spinoff which by the way Corey in the house is about the dad victor getting a job as being the personal chef for the president and Corey going to live in the white house with him because that's how that works I'm glad they got a spinoff, but what a bonkers spinoff. Also, like, the mom being gone the fourth season isn't, like, any weirder than, than like, replacing Aunt Vivian on Fresh Prince or, like, no, I would whatever say other it's show. similar. I, I mean, I think it's weirder to replace an actress with a different actress and be like, this is the same person than to just, like, write off a character. Yeah. yeah it's just hard when it's the mom. Yeah. yeah. They still have, like... <laughs> Like, the actress obviously wasn't there, but they still had, like, talked about her and did phone calls and talked about right. what she was doing. So it wasn't like she just disappeared from the show and no one talked about her yeah. again. But, yeah, it is kind of a big deal when it's, like, the mom of the household is just gone unexpectedly. But but just like that, Tanya's uh, not in this episode either. She's visiting her parents. And so it's up to Victor, the dad, to take care of the kids and... I just, I liked this cold open for the episode. Um, Really quickly, though, I do have to say that it, uh, I didn't ever think of this as a child, but, like, as a chef for a restaurant, like, as a chef is his job, he is at home so much. He has, like, like, a day job for him. Like, he, the busy time at the restaurant in this episode is lunch <laughs> or whatever, and then, like, Raven just goes back to school. It's very bizarre. It's, yeah. There, there is some dubious time stuff and just <laughs> bad parenting all around that I love. Yeah. <laughs> so they're having breakfast and Raven says that she auditioned for the Wizard of Oz and she's hoping to get the part of uh, Dorothy. But she also shows off to her dad that she's updated Dorothy's outfit to make it like a little mini skirt, which it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like gingham, which is fine, but it's like weird chiffon gingham and like rhinestone hearts on it i don't know what's going on it's I was very like, this 2004 is a... yeah we find out that victor as we kind of talked about he works as a chef at a restaurant and there is a new owner of the restaurant that he works at and the owner's first day of like being the boss and overseeing stuff is today and suddenly raven has this vision of her dad being fired by the new boss and she's like oops gotta figure <laughs> out what to do now gotta oops. fuck this situation up <laughs> And then the theme, theme song happens, and we're like, bop, 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 it's great. While at school, Raven decides that she's going to go to the restaurant during lunch to warn her dad, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Like, how long are their lunch breaks? I don't know. I never went to a high school that technically had open lunches, so it's just weird that someone was able to leave campus regardless, especially in a city like San Francisco. Yeah, I thought it was I bonkers. Mean, their school is TV school. It's fine. <laughs> TV school. Welcome to TV high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how the f did buffy ever pass high school she was never there i mean yeah but, you know it's you fine. know at least they talked about it yeah <laughs> so the first class of the day i guess is drama club i guess <laughs> and so this is when they're finding out of like who's being cast and I, I did like before they walk in they're like are you ready to like go in and chelsea's like drama club where people go in with high hopes and leave with crushed dreams you ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah chelsea's really funny in this episode she's like playing the whole show i mean yeah, yeah. also the teacher the like drama teacher i remember this actress being very funny to me like she was always hilarious really no no i mean that's her line that made me crack up the whole time oh, it's just I saying know. no she, but like, she did so well no. she just always made me laugh and i i don't remember like a lot of specific things i just when i saw her i was like Oh my gosh, this freaking lady. Well, she's like, um in Gilmore Girls. She's Gypsy, the mechanic. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Weird. Okay, she's also yeah. great in that too. So we find out that Eddie, like all three of them auditioned, which I think is yeah. also weird because I don't know why. Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> Eddie gets the part of the Scarecrow and he's super excited. Um, And then he finds out the only reason why he got it is because the student that they wanted to cast is sick, which I don't know why they didn't cast him still but whatever but eddie's like that's awesome that's sweet right <laughs> uh senorita rodriguez i believe is her name she goes to announce who dorothy is and looks at raven and goes raven and raven starts to celebrate she's like yeah and she's like raven i thought you were here why did i mark you down as absent <laughs> yeah there's like six people in this room and she's like oh i didn't see you there so <laughs> yeah it's like rude so we find out raven didn't get it but this 
kind of mean girl sitting next to her did. Like, I also like the part, I feel like, do Chelsea and Raven do that a lot, where they're like, hater. Hater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I remember this. (laughs) Yeah, I like it as a catchphrase. I think it works. But Chelsea's trying to, like, comfort Raven, like, it's not really a big deal, it's fine. And then it gets announced that Chelsea gets the part of the Wicked Witch, and she jumps up and starts cheering, and she's like, I'm the best! Yes! (laughs) I'm awesome! (laughs) Chelsea is Elphaba. She is. I would actually love to see Annalisa. Yeah, I bet she would be fantastic. I bet she's already done it. Why are we talking about like not everyone has played Elphaba already? <laughs> I haven't. I feel like you didn't get your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa's turn. I did. I got my turn. So then Raven's sad, but she goes to like warn her dad that rhymes <laughs> at the restaurant and she runs into Victor's new boss. Who's just like such a cunt. I hate him so much. <laughs> yes. I, he's literally horrible his face is horrible <laughs> and he's a mean person like the smile horrible. the smile the creepy like weird smile like i'm like if that was the restaurant owner that kept coming up to my table and bothering me i'd be like i'm never eating here again yeah like, also uh, it's just like not a pleasant dining experience he's so like all over the place well and he's like doing the thing what i hate in restaurants when he's like hovering over people like yeah. how's your meal been and i'm like it was better before he got here um right. yeah but he was the neighbor in the movie The Princess Diaries who's like writing a soap opera script. Oh. <laughs> I love that character. So Raven's talking to awkward new boss and she's just like, you know, my dad's amazing. He's a great chef. All these places want him. Um, this place would be nothing without him. You should really appreciate him. And the boss is like, okay, leave now. Which also, yeah, like he has a point. Like, why are you here? But like also you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, no, no one, stop. no one's like perfect in this scenario. Yeah, no, Aww. except maybe the dad. The dad is perfect. Yeah, he's, he's so he's sweet. Great. Yeah, Raven sees her dad, and her dad's like, "What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at school?" And she's like, "I didn't get the part, but I want to tell you, I'm cool with not getting the part at school." And he's like, "That's <laughs> great, go to school." And so she leaves. <laughs> but then he's like, "Isn't my daughter great?" And then that like freaking boss is like, <laughs> she must have been having an off day. I'm like, so what catchy. an a hole. <laughs> I mean, but also what a sick burn. Like, that's great. <laughs> so we cut to the Baxter residence and uh, Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie are all rehearsing already for the Wizard of Oz. And Raven is trying to make more out of her specific part of being oh she was cast as the wicked witch of the east yeah uh, she thinks she's nessa rose in this scene she's like yeah. trying to have a whole song and i'm like no girl that song was cut from the studio album thank you very much right and then so she's dancing on this coffee table and eddie literally like gets her off the coffee table lays her down so her legs are just sticking out like from the coffee table he goes that's what you do also the fact that this like high school theater club like wanted to cast someone as the legs sticking out from under the house like that's that's savage honestly that's like not surprising though oh yeah as a high school theater teacher tell us yeah well no i'm just like because honestly kids are just so happy to be in like if they absolutely couldn't be anything else they're like at least i get to be on stage for like (laughs) that's cute i mean i don't know are you casting someone as the curtains next year yeah the curtains and curtains yeah. No, I mean, I don't do that. I don't, I've never had something where there's a role like that. Although there was, actually, that's kind of a lie. Um, There was a show that I did where somebody literally is like an usher in the show. Because it's like part of the, sh- it's kind of a show within a show sort of situation. Mm. And this usher literally runs on stage for like one scene at the end and is like, oh my gosh close the curtain and then like runs away and i cast someone as that part but like they had fun <laughs> that's a lot there's a line though that's more than the wicked witch yeah of the that's true East that's true anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> considering that part can just be like a pair of tights that you stuff with some cotton yeah exactly <laughs> <Literally. True. laughs> yeah. which i love i love it and then you can put her in the tornado sequence she can laugh or cackle or something i don't know fair that's fair uh, Victor comes home and we find out that he was fired from his job for reasons. It actually wasn't too clear. He just got in a fight with his yeah. boss, I guess, about Raven being there. Yeah, they don't really spell it out too much. But they do make it kind of clear that it's Raven's fault, essentially, that he got fired. Like, his boss is rude, but also, like, if Raven didn't show up, he wouldn't have been fired. What a twist. Uh. 
So Raven's like, I'm going to go talk to this boss and get my dad's job back. And it doesn't work. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's like, you can leave now. But what does happen is that a local celebrity shows up and the owner is like. This scene was, it was like, it was really cringe. I thought because like the the fucking owner of the restaurant, because it's uh, this black musician, I'm assuming like probably a hip hop artist or something. And the owner is just like, oh, you and your posse, you and the gang, you just rolled in from the hood. Like, I was like, whoa, you need to calm it down, brother. Yeah, it was right. very uncomfortable. Like, I get that was the point. Like, I think it's, yeah, it's just kind of adding on that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But like, it's just yeah. was, like not fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was supposed to be that he was like sucking up so much of them. But it yeah. just came off as like, these are just, this is just a series of microaggressions right now. Also, right. like, literally, why would those people go to that fucking restaurant? It looks like a trash, like... It looks boring as hell. It looks so boring. It looks like a freaking. There's like, only ten tables. Olive Garden, <laughs> like yeah, it does not look. It looked like it used to be an Olive Garden, yeah. but <laughs> when you're here, you're not family. <laughs> well, like their big thing that they serve is what, like a giant, like steamed artichoke, artichoke part. Oh yeah, like, it looks what? like a pineapple. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want. I'm sorry, Victor. I don't want to eat that. Well, you can order something else off the menu. It's not like it's the only thing. It seems like the only thing. It's all they talk about. It's this stupid artichoke. They're not going to read up the menu the in this episode. <laughs> Why did they give us a close-up of the menu? I want to know what I can order here. Find it on, on Google Maps. <laughs> so Raven sees him sucking up to the celebrity. And she's like, I got an idea. We're going to do my try and true trick that always works for me. I'm going to pretend to be someone else. That literally never way. works for her. <laughs> never. Not once. She learns nothing ever, and it's amazing. So her, Eddie, and Chelsea get dressed up and pretend to be musicians. And I love these outfits. I love these looks. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very of the time. I only don't like Raven's wig. <laughs> I love how bad it is. I mean, it like, is it very is the, bad fakest of fake wigs um but eddie has like this giant afro and like this big leather like almost trench coat jacket and it makes me happy he loves his oversized clothes and they're like you still get it for this look yeah chelsea with this weird ass red asymmetrical bob (laughs) and also a leather jacket and like a black mini skirt she i will say she looked like a musician's like personal assistant yeah yeah or like a manager or something yeah yeah, or just a store manager of like Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I mean, also yes. that she had my hair, my hair in college, rude. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. I'm just gonna read it. Now. <laughs> no, no, Chelsea's was weirder. It was, it was Thanks. wild. I thought you were gonna say Chelsea's was way better. <laughs> Chelsea's worked for her. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God! Um, and then we have Raven. I I love this outfit. It's all kinds of bad, and it's just it makes me think of like <laughs> this might be bad. I feel like Nicki Minaj watched this and was like, "I can do that better." <laughs> <laughs> Those are all whole influence for the first album. I was just like, I, I I'm gonna do Raven in yeah. that one episode because <laughs> she's wearing this long blonde wig that has pink tips on it and like cropped bangs, and it looks like the cheapest synthetic yeah, wig they could have gotten. And then there's this big, like, beigey brown jumpsuit with this, like, Baroque pattern all over it, this super chunky belt, and then a white fur bolero. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. It's <laughs> not, but it's extra. It is extra. So she walked in, and I was like, you will stand out. Um, and when she does walk in, her lines are, stop looking at me. Why can't I just blend in? As she's, like, yelling it. And I, um, this scene is, like, I think my favorite That's So Raven scene. I think of it about this all the time. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard. Um, so <laughs> she walks in and people are like, uh, who is she? And they're like, do you not listen to the radio? <laughs> do you not own a record? And then Chelsea says, do you carry a lunchbox? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line. It's so funny. Uh <laughs> I say that a lot. Do you carry a lunchbox? <laughs> oh, okay. They do the old gag where they're trying to figure out what her name is because apparently no one planned what her pop star name was going to be. 
And then Eddie sees a plate of pasta go by, and he's like, her name's Liz Anya. <laughs> Which, oh, what a great Why did I make name. my name Liz Anya? I'm such an idiot. Oh my god, what a <laughs> failure. That's a great, like, drag name, though. It is a great drag name. I'm sure there's probably a drag queen name. Yeah. So then they seat them at a table, and they ask what their order is, and Raven's like, just tell Victor that I'm here, Lasagna's here, and give me my usual. And then the boss has to be like, Victor no longer works here. And the three of them do a simultaneous spit take. So good. It's a good spit take. We love a spit take. They do them all the time in the show, but... Chelsea has like this dribble of water that just doesn't stop from her mouth. <laughs> and it's so funny. Oh. So they start to freak out and they start like making a big scene. And then Raven's like, get JLo on the phone. Chelsea's oh my like, God, this it's first. too late. <laughs> so they call. I'm sorry. I'm just going to laugh through this. I love this scene. Like, unapologetically, I think it's hilarious. Um. So they fake call J-Lo on their phone and Raven's voice changes randomly and she goes, she wants to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends up that Corey's on the phone pretending to be J-Lo and is like in this high pitched voice, like yelling at the boss over the phone. Yeah, I love that this is like what J-Lo is supposed to sound like. I know, what the heck? like prepubescent boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also that this freaking like, restaurant owner is buying anything that's happening right now is great i mean he's an idiot yeah so it's great <laughs> victor walks in on Corey doing this call and he just gives him a weird look and Corey's like mom says all voice voices change at this age and anyone who makes fun of me is just mean <laughs> <laughs> like, which is great <laughs> it's so good i'm sorry this whole portion is just quotes that's all i can do so Raven starts insulting the food and she starts putting hair from her wig in people's food too to be like, see, this is disgusting. <laughs> um, people in the restaurant are like, sing something for us, sing. And she's like, no, I can't. I haven't warmed up. And they're like, she can't sing cold. Lasagna's always better warmed up. <laughs> and it's so stupid. And so then they finally like, we're like, okay, okay, we'll sing something. And <laughs> Raven's like, Eddie, just play something on the piano he's like i only know one song she's like whatever play it make it jazzy make it funky make it funky make it funky and she's like this is an original song i just wrote this is a lasagna like single you're hearing it for the first time and then he starts playing when the saints go marching in (laughs) (laughs) and then she doesn't even change the lyrics like she could have at least like improvised some (laughs) stuff no she's just like no it's The only part she starts to change is when she once again starts critiquing the food, which her critiques actually aren't good because it's like this steak's too rare. And I'm like, I don't believe it. And she's like, this food has too much garlic. And I'm like, that's a lie. (laughs) That's not a thing thing. that can happen. (laughs) (laughs) The limit does not exist. They keep singing. And then randomly, these four women from a booth jump up and start singing with them, too, in harmony. (laughs) It's just bonkers. They do like this whole number. Raven's on a table singing, and their drama teacher shows up. She's like, you should have got the part of Dorothy. (laughs) So do I get to be Dorothy? No. (laughs) That joke of her saying no, I love so much. Of just like the long pause. No. (laughs) So good. Comedic timing is great. I don't know if it's the directors on the show, if it's the writing, or if it's the actors, or just a combination of the three. Yeah, all three of them. It's... It's so good. So Chelsea, Eddie, and Raven notice their teacher there. And they're like, well, we don't want to get caught because our teacher will obviously know who we are. So they try to run out through the kitchen. Um, Oh, but they made the boss be like, yeah, I'll rehire Victor. So they're like running out and they run into like a bus boy and all of their wigs switch, which I do think is a a stupid gag, but really fun. (laughs) And so then the boss is like, "Mm, you almost got me. Which I feel like he probably wouldn't have even clocked that. Like, they could have ran out and it would still would have been fine because he's stupid enough. He says, impasta. Impasta. <laughs> it's lasagna. Don't look at me. Thank you. So they leave the restaurant and they failed. The, we cut to the next scene and Vector's on the phone with his former boss. And you can tell that, like, the phone call's not going great. Uh, but then the dad's like, hey, Raven, you really, like, pissed this guy off. That's awesome. I never made him that mad before. I wish I could have. 
I like how he never made him that mad before in the one day he worked with that guy. Right. And he literally got fired that day. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so they're having like a nice heart to heart. And then Raven has another vision of her dad opening a restaurant called Baxter's Place. And she's like, you're going to be okay, dad. And then we go to the final scene where she's talking to Senorita Rodriguez. And she's like, so I'm fine being in the Wicked Witch of the East, but I'm going to be your costume designer. And here are the cool costumes I made. And Eddie comes out as the Scarecrow. And I like this outfit. The Scarecrow's great. Yeah, the Scarecrow is great. Mm -hmm. The other two, on the other hand. (laughs) All I remember is the witch. The witch is just like really bad looking. What's the other one? The munchkin. I think it looks The munchkin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, here's my thing. Eddie looks really cool. And I like what she did. Because she's like, it's like Scarecrow from the street. And I was like, that's cool. Like, it kind of looks like he's wearing overalls. It's got a style to it. And a bucket hat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is great. And then the witch is just like a t-shirt with a star on it. And then like a it's like a spider web. Yeah. Tool. Yeah. A spider it's not web. Good. And then like a tool skirt. It's like nothing to it. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the munching costume. I just look at it and I'm like, you rented that. Like you didn't make that. You That's just from the normal production of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, just there's just like this. too many and like not in a good mismatched way, but there's just like too many different colors and textures going on in the outfit. Like I sort of hated that aspect of it. But yeah. And then. It wraps up with Raven learning that she should, I guess, be happy. Or Also, don't forget, throughout the episode, Corey is trying to steal Raven's broom from her because she thinks that... Because he's yes. like, oh, right. well, since you got dad fired, I'm gonna, you're going to get kicked out. I'm going to get your room. And, like, I don't know. I just... I like Corey. I think he's a good, like, little schemey brother. Like, he's, like, an, an, he's not too annoying, like max from lizzie mcguire yeah but he's like enough of an annoyance to be like the little brother character mm-hmm. well the stuff that he's trying to get is like understandable like yeah max or matt from uh matt, that's lizzie right. mcguire was just trying to like annoy his sister and to like embarrass her that's all he was trying yeah. to do and film her getting dressed like that was creepy. yeah ugh. but Corey's like i love money (laughs) i want things he's just a capitalist that's all (laughs) another episode i was watching he wanted a new like game console his friend was like oh why don't you buy one you have so much money and he's like the first rule of having money is never spend it and i was like (laughs) wow (laughs) okay on economics at its finest (laughs) right that's like but yeah that's that's the episode of that's a raven amaze so um why are you like this, Casey? <laughs> um, it's it's the absurd comedy for me, yeah. dog. Uh, <laughs> did you guys enjoy your rewatch of it of this episode? I did. I did. It's yeah, it's been forever. Like I haven't seen it since I was probably a teenager, so um, it was fun diving back into it. Yeah, I would say it's a pleasant surprise how funny it still is. So yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and like not offensive humor. Like everything was still like yeah. If I watched this show today, if it came out in 2020, in 2021, I would be like, this is a good show. This is fun. I'm glad. would be like, those colors don't go together, but the rest of it's good. (laughs) Okay. Also, I have to give a shout out to like the little like scene break uh, music moments because I just love that. And I miss that in a sitcom a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't miss the laugh track because I really hate laugh tracks now. Whenever I watch something that has a laugh track, I'm like, oh. But, like, I do love that little, like, jazzy version of the theme song when they're, like... Do, 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 do. Yeah, like, as, as it cuts yeah. between one scene to another. I was like, right. oh, I missed that in a sitcom. So, yeah, I don't know. I just like those little moments. It's great. I'm gonna sound really stupid. Did this show have a laugh track? I don't remember it having a laugh track, actually. I don't either. So, I'm like, if it did, they did a good job of actually being funny. So, I wanted to laugh anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were actually laughing over yeah. it. So, yeah, so I just didn't notice because I was already laughing. Like, it doesn't need a laugh track to actually be funny. Yeah, it's, look it's good. But yeah, that's that's a raven. Before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know that we do have a visual companion to accompany this episode. You can find it on Twitter at Why Am I Like This, Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast, or Facebook on our Generation Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which is why am I like this at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, send us any psychic visions you have. We want to know when and where and why we're going to die um yes, yeah yeah hopefully it's soon no just kidding uh if you can gaze into the future <laughs> <laughs> it's so mysterious to me um let's do some many good things so i have two 
The first one, as I've already been called out by my co-host. Yeah, is... I don't know if that's going to be in the final edit, but sure. It won't be, but I'll just let them know that it already happened. Um, so Olivia Rodrigo dropped a new single, uh, Good For You, and it's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. If you haven't seen the music video, go watch it. I'm also very excited because her album comes out this Friday, Sour, and it'll probably be my many good thing next week. Uh, <laughs> amazing. And... But part two was I finally got around to watching the TV show Shrill on Hulu. Oh, yeah. I just started the second season last night. That's good. I love it. We, uh, Vince and I literally like binged the whole show this weekend. I just like threw it on randomly like Friday night. Isn't her roommate like such a good character? Honestly, I just wish the show was about her. Because sometimes (laughs) the main character uh, a little bit annoyed me. Obviously, she was supposed to be problematic. That's kind of the point. But like um i just love the roommate she's so great anyways yeah that show's wonderful what i really love about it too is that i feel like what the tv show girls on hbo was trying to do shrill actually did yeah Mm. because it really feels like these are like problems for millennials that they're facing and people like just trying to get their foot in the door with their jobs and their careers and like dealing with family issues that are very like millennial centric but it feels realistic and it's a comedy but it's not like a wild comedy it's a very like subdued comedy it's just more of like a character piece yeah and yeah i love it i loved everything about it i loved watching people be shitty but i also loved like rooting for those shitty people at the same time <laughs> yeah was, like, i mean they, they make mistakes they're real people yeah. yeah so if you haven't watched it go watch it it's on hulu if you don't have hulu then i don't know don't watch something else i guess <laughs> <So>. <laughs> then don't watch it you're not worthy yeah. If right. you don't have Hulu, so, if you have HBO Max, you could watch my pick, which is the HBO Max series Made for Love, um, which oh, I just finished. I and it's like only one season. It's like a mini series, um, and it's based off of a novel. But it is about like this, basically this like tech genius who's kind of like Elon Musk esque, I guess. I feel like he's a lot more likable than Elon Musk, but I don't really know. You know, whatever. I mean, that's he also, literally anyone. He is supposed be to be likable. like toxic masculinity, like, but he's so effing charming. Um, I just, I can't help but love him a little bit in it, but um, even though he sucks. But what can I say? I like Spike from Buffy too, so I have problems. Um, <laughs> anyways, you know. he uh, marries this woman and from the day they got married, they stay in this thing called the hub, which is like, he's built this like cube basically that has screens all over it that they can go anywhere in the world, like on the screens, but like they don't ever leave it. And smart house. Yeah. It's basically smart house. And, uh, then he's like creating this technology that's like called made for love where you put a chip in your head and then you put a chip in your partner's head and then your brains are like synced. Um, and so then you can't keep any secrets from each other. And anyways, she like escapes <laughs> at the very beginning of the season. And then it's like her journey because he put the chip in her head without her knowing. And so now he's able to see yeah. everything through her eyes. And it's like very messed up. Anyways, it was great. I love both of the actors in it. And then Ray Romano plays the dad. And when she goes back home, she hasn't seen him in like 10 years. And he's like basically like in a relationship with a sex doll. And it's just absolutely wonderful. It's great. You should watch it. Wow. It's sounds, so funny. So it's like Smart House meets her or... <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, Lars and the Real Girl. Lars yeah, and the Lars Real and Girl. The real That's girl. movie I was thinking about. It's really good, good though. Movie. I feel like it was kind of under the radar. Um, but it's like an easy watch. I think they're like 30 minute episodes and it's not very long of a show. Maybe it's a full 50 minutes. And either way... It's, like, super fun to just put on. It's funny, but also has, like, some, you know, sci-fi drama elements to it. And I just really liked it. It was good. But then I also have to give a shout-out really quick to my second one, which is Resident Evil 8, because I'm playing through that with, with Blair right now. Oh. And it's been really fun. I just finished playing Resident Evil 7 for the first time. And then we went right into Resident Evil 8. And I'm really much, I'm really enjoying it. It has that big vampire lady that we've all been seeing on the internet. The big so, titty vampire. Yeah, big titty vampire. So we're currently in her castle right now. So it's uh, it's just a fun time. Ooh. So yeah. Cute. Alec, what's your mini good thing? Uh, in uh, the tradition of us all doing things that are streaming online, mine is also an HBO thing. Um, so the I guess it was 2019 or the beginning of 2020. I was going through HBO and I was like, "Oh, I want to watch this show." And I saw it and I liked it. And then I thought it was canceled. 
but they just started a second season. It's called A Black Lady Sketch Show. It's yes. very funny. The first season is very solid. The second season, there's at uh, the time we're recording this, I think there's only three episodes out. Uh, it's still like hilarious. I think they they um one of the cast members, there was four people in the first season, they they left to do another project and they brought in two other women. Uh, it's just really good. It's like solid sketch writing. Um, the characters are really funny. And then there's like one storyline that sketch slash storyline that enters interspersed throughout the whole season, which is really fun as well. Um, I just like it. It's really great. Uh, so check out a black lady sketch show on HBO or HBO max. Yes. Yeah. And that's our episode. Thank it you so is. much for listening. Go watch That's a Raven if you have Disney Plus, or if you don't, I don't know, find a way to watch it. Uh, and then tune in next week where we are starting a very, very special series called Is Gay, and we're going to watch gay things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the official title. Is no, gay. We're gearing up for Pride Month, and so we decided that we were going to do um, some queer or queer coded cinema. <laughs> and we are kicking it off with a super episode so hosted by all three of us and it's going to be one of my favorite movies of all time i'm so excited to talk about it it's but i'm a cheerleader cheerleader yeah yeah it's gonna be fun i can't wait it's gonna be great (laughs) all right okay thanks everyone bye bye